okay, we're all ready to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. It's what we always do. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna stretch it. Yeah. Yeah. Go, on, go on, get it out, get it out, get it out. We're like Anchorman, and he warms up. <laughs> Unique New York. The arsonist was denied a bank loan. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's Walls Fancast. Uh, David Evans here on the podcast this week. Gully here. You mean wrong Burgundy? You definitely. That one, yeah. I will always have that comparison. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fin- you got to no. finish it with the punchline today. Yeah. Then, honestly, Adam's here. This has escalated quickly. <laughs> Andy's here as well. Hello, everyone, uh, gentlemen. We're going to talk about a loss in a second. I don't know what that feeling has been like, so we'll discuss feelings and such in a second. Uh, we'll do a bit of news. We've got some other bits and bobs, including Brighton preview and Twitter corner, as usual. Uh, Gully, now before we record, you said that you, uh, when you were on the podcast last time. You never got to do an unpopular opinion when you turned up for your yeah, debut. Yeah, my, my debut questions were slightly different, but it, it literally just occurred to me last night. Um, but you've got one. Yeah, I've got one. So in and the it's kitchen, controversial, I hear. It is controversial. It's been going on for a while, to be honest, but it never struck to, struck me that this might be worth um, speaking <laughs> about. Um, so, Lawyers at the ready. Yeah. Um, my wife and I cook together quite often. Um, generally speaking, I'll be the one... Has to go out and get the to get the ingredients. And last night we were making a fish pie. Very nice. Um, mashed potato being quite a key ingredient for said pie. Mm-hmm. But we've always purchased frozen mashed potato to use. Okay, yeah. And to me, it's really good. Are you suggesting? But I I assume most people's opinions on mashed potato is kind of you know sacrosanct in the sense that it should always be an actual potato used disagree in the cooking yeah. process so, no, are you suggesting that a frozen mash is better than I'm not, I don't want to say real mash because it must be the real version but just done beforehand well yeah as is the way with frozen food yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you, you figured that one out what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah that's the way forward for me. Okay. So always go frozen. I think I prefer it, yeah, genuinely. Gents, okay. what do you think? Is that uh, too much of a revelation for you, or are you now going to join the revolution? I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you. I, huh. I like it. It's in the, and also, didn't it come in those like cylinders? Mashed pellet cylinders come in like, in the shape of cylinders. You just pour all the... It's like a pellets. pellet, yeah, pellet, yeah, yeah like pellets. You know, like um, twelve pellets for a serving. <laughs> if you, it's like it's like if you bought something online and um, it's quite fragile, so they put all the, the foam little, yeah, you know, it, pellet yeah. things in. It. They look like that, but I wouldn't use it to protect anything if okay. anybody gets. Hundred percent on board. Yeah, I, yeah, I've used that, but the other day I was feeling very lazy, so I actually used some of the powdered mash, and it was fine. Instant. Smash. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go as oh, far as powdered though. Yeah. I'm all bored with the, the frozen stuff. I, I always I, buy I like frozen it. veg all the time, but I tried it last year at the uh, Good Food Show, and it was. You, I didn't realise it was powdered mash until after I'd tried it. Does the job? Is powdered mash still mashed potato? But. <sighs> I assume so. They definitely have no frozen mash at the Good Food Show, though, would yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't would be there. Otherwise, he's got that stand. <laughs> yes. he's, got, yes. he's got that franchise. Let's launch it. Oh, so that wasn't as controversial as I thought, then. Never mind, then. Cut it out, then. Forget <laughs> it. Well, we've that's gone. Just though. Wait till Twitter at large. Yeah, that's it. it yeah. Well, we've got four minutes without talking about Wolves yet, so don't worry. 
Those we're getting comments, there, guys. Those we're comments. Uh, we'll, come, we'll do the advert first, as we do every week, and it's for our partners, Pe- Pixel Yeti Media. And if you're looking for a web design or your business needs a logo or a bit of marketing, go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. They're not just web designers. They're a creative agency that cover all your design needs, from websites, brochures, to signage, to marketing, logo design, and branding. So you go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Gents, ads done. Obligatory advert of every week done. We all love it, don't we? I visit it every week. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. First thing I do. Good. I hope their hits are, you know, going through the roof. Sure, it's going up, but why one? Okay, That's good. Well, well done, Adam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, right, we'll do a bit of news firstly, and it was fans parliament this week. Um, and the key thing to come out of it was that Wolves were saying they're ready to push the button on the stadium redevelopment next summer with the South Bank first. Uh, this has been a bit overdue, gentlemen. Obviously, from the, the Morgan days, are we all happy that this is going to begin next season? As long as everything goes to plan, of course, on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, stopping up as we would hope and partially expect. Then, yeah, it's. I mean, I think he he did say the uh, man of the people. He said that we're selling out every home game now. Effectively, we've got people on the waiting list. A modest number on the waiting list, I'd say, but probably relative to how many people are interested in Wolves at the minute. And probably extending the South Bank is a good idea because that's where a lot of the noise and atmosphere comes from. There's probably people sitting in the steeple stand who are saying, no, do I stand next because <laughs> it's falling apart. Um, but I suppose the tricky bit is if you start redeveloping the steeple stand, those people have got to then go mm. somewhere. So I guess theoretically, if you then extend the ste- um, South Bank by a bit then they those could probably be easier moved about I don't I don't mm. know the logistics but there's ob- the obvious you know thing where they don't want to reduce the capacity too much yeah. for a match yeah. day as yeah. well do they so you I know, think they mentioned that they're going to do it yeah. Liverpool style so build the stadium b- build the... it behind it yeah, and yeah. then just chop it on top when the time comes oh, put it on little rollers just <laughs> roll <laughs> <into> the pitch <laughs> a piece of Lego <laughs> Um, Andy, are you happy with all that? Yeah, I think it makes sense. You're, a, you're a South Banker. I am, you? yeah. And I think it, it is best to start with the South Bank. I think Morgan's original plans was to do the Steve Ball next, if mm. I remember correctly. But like you said, it's going to be easier to try and rehome the Steve Ball once the South Bank is this one-tier mega stand. I think they were talking about 10,000 seater. So that will obviously take off some of the burden a bit further down the line. Good, good. Was there anything else that people picked up on the fans' parliament minutes that they thought was good? Because a lot of it just seemed generic kind of news bits. Well, just on the stadium thing again, I think, you know, it was mentioned that we're talking up to 60,000 mm. seats. I mean, <laughs> feels ambitious. Will it contribute to a better atmosphere or anything? I don't know. You know, mm. more people doesn't necessarily mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good atmosphere. We've seen that plenty of grounds across the country. You are, you might start attracting that kind of football tourism. You get, I mean, you get fans that follow players rather than teams now. You know, if we, if we end up signing some kind of megastar, we'll attract, you know, those odds and sods that um, that will just, you know, follow someone's career around and stuff. And whether they uh, kind of enrich the whole Molyneux aura, you know, is, is you know, yeah, I, th- I think you'd rather have it yeah. a 40, 45,000 stadium full <clears throat> than a 60,000 mm. with only 50,000 people there. Yeah. Mm. I think you would rather have that feeling that it is a sellout, even if it's fewer people. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it sounds a bit Brexit, Bill, but if uh, <laughs> you'd rather have it full of Wolf Unions as well. 
you know you want proper wolf fans yeah. in there you, you, as, as much as not the noise sandwich brigade no you just want you just want people who are going to be passionate for 90 minutes but I think I don't know if we've talked about this before but that is the danger of the ambition that foes and have for us going forward is if they want to make us bigger there is more likely chance that we will sections of our supporters will become what you said but then, yeah, the, the tourists it, it might it might just be a numbers game for them yeah. they might they might not be that bothered about you know having that kind of you know um hostile atmosphere which is a staple for any English club mm. I think mm. it's particularly this country I yeah. think that likes having that kind of you know going to war mentality you got a whole a bunch of thousands behind you and they lost some steam on the Saturday yeah. yeah sort of thing yeah, yeah. On, and to be fair on Saturday you felt it you know the referee was getting all sorts of grief yeah. and yeah. It, it, but it felt quite powerful at times yeah. you know you, you haven't heard Molly like that in a mm. long time because we've just been doing so well but for that hostility to come back, you know, you you must enjoy it sometimes. We do actually have mm. a little um, section where they put like overseas tourists, don't they? At the, at the minute, I did read that. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know where it is. But for the few that come over, like outside the ground, like <laughs> like Steve and Todd and Joel and all the, and the rest of the American Wolves and whoever else comes over, they, they have there is a section. Apparently, they do keep some aside somewhere. I don't know where. All right. It could be in the uh, the uncovered bit. Put them in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, all goes well for next season because we don't want it to be like what it was last time, do we? I mean, that was, it was horrible, wasn't it? I mean, the worst thing about last time was being sat in the South Bank is no matter what you were watching, you just had this horrible white elephant looming over the absolute shit that was going on on the pitch as well. There's no escape from it, and yeah, it was horrendous. If the building was, if ever a building was a metaphor for what was going on the pitch, <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah, wasn't it was it? Just perfect. You look at that it. and go, oh, and you look on the pitch and go, oh, again, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing here? <laughs> uh, was there anything else from that Farmers Parliament minutes at all that people picked up on? Was there any complaints once again about the undershirts at all? No. The key I, I one. Didn't, I didn't catch that. Some, something about Sweet Caroline, maybe. I think some, that might have been mentioned at some point. But I um, did see that, but I can't yeah. remember what was said. Yeah. I think there was really? the standard loyalty points issue. I think the one interesting thing to come out of it was the 5,000 players we are apparently watching each yeah. month. Yeah. Um, but is that a demand because of where Wolves are now and agents are perhaps just throwing it at well, Wolves, as it were? Well, you'd like to think they do a bit more due diligence than just listening to every agent that con- comes running <laughs> to them, apart from George Mendes, of course. You keep coming back, George. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that's there aren't that many professional footballers in the world. Five thousand feet feels like a, a pretty good cross section yeah. if you if you're looking to find the next gen. So they're obviously you know paying a lot of attention to to what's out there, which is great news. It is time that they've said that when the new football managers come out, though. Yeah, <laughs> that, they've just they've just, they've just got the new game. The game yeah. they? They've just bought the game and they've just yeah. got player search. Uh, shift click all of them <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> hearing um, I think when David Moyes was Everton manager that they signed a deal with Football Manager to use their database in some yes, way yes yes, um, I remember that Yeah, to, to then do some kind of because they've obviously got a network of scouts working for Football Manager mm. um, around the world um, and those wonder who, kids always come true, don't they? Yeah, as well, so. to find yeah. The next absolutely. 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 Well, you saw. Did you see Luka Jovic score five goals for Eintracht Frankfurt oh, yes, wow, this okay. weekend? Oh yeah, I signed him. Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he was great. What 
after the game or pre that game? Pre pre that game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's, spot, he, he's not quite hit the, <laughs> hit the hit the heights yet, but it's he's coming. Did his uh, index go up at all? Adam, did his index go up it at all? It shot up. Good. Mm. It shot Good. up. I imagine. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't have him. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a bit about Rafa Mir as well. Somebody asking, he's doing really well. Is there like a can they get him back? And I think it's a full year loan. There's no comeback. It's a full year, yeah. But they said that was the plan. Yes. So they wanted him to have a full season. I think we've, haven't we done it before with certain players where we've loaned them out and we've bought, the, bought them back and it's just gone horribly wrong? I might just be thinking of Jake Cassidy on this point. Well, yeah. When Dean so, yeah. Saunders recorded him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you probably are. But, he's, um, he's doing well for Las Palmas, isn't he? He's uh, an also internationally under 21s. Yeah, five what. goals in four appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bagging him in. I mean, I, I'd like to think what we saw at Molyneux last <laughs> season was not the, the kind of player like that, 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 yeah. that the, the club was watching prior to signing him. I do kind of think the the getting him out on loan was them slightly cutting their losses a little bit. I don't. I'm, I wasn't sure that there was always an idea for them to bring mm, him back, but yeah. he's hit a purple patch. Fair play to him, and we still got a, a, you know him on our books. So mm. if we can take advantage of, I think that, it's yeah. that. I'm always I'm always weary when players go out for season long loans because really there's probably some examples, but how many work out that way where someone goes out on loan for a year, comes back and actually makes yeah. success of coming yeah. back into the, the parent club's first team there might be some I, can't, I think I the, can't think the difference right now, with but... this one is that he's 20 is he now it's mm. it's not like we're loaning out a 27 28 mm. year old because that would probably be with a view to sell whereas this is a view to get game time and if he comes back and can do a job great if not we can sell him for 3 4 million nice bit of profit there's nothing like a, a full season of football for a player at that age though you know mm. you, you're, you can imagine oh yeah if, if Gibbs yeah. White, someone like that had a full season of football at the level we're playing at now, he'll transform as a player. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain that that would be the case. And the confidence that he gets from playing every week will probably do him a world of good. And if he works for us and comes back, you know what, fine. If not, he's had a good his... season. The value goes up, like yeah. you say. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you can make a profit. I think that was the problem with him last season was he was in and out of our team. Obviously, it's a new country for a young lad. It's going to be difficult to mm. settle. So maybe having a year, like you say, in somewhere where he knows at a time of his career where he's going to be quite influential on him, I'd imagine this mm. is the year which will set him up for his future. I can't see him being the next Kevin De Bruyne going going from Chelsea and then going on to be a world to be there, so we should be <laughs> You <right>. never know. <laughs> right, know the date and time. Rafa Mir. <laughs> yeah. Rafa Mir wins Ballon d'Or. <laughs> Gully says Rafa Mir ain't no Kevin De Bruyne. Know the date and well, time. Well, you know, this is why I think... the minutes. This is why I think Real Madrid's been terrible. You know, they wanted him in January, didn't get him. Look what's happened to Real Madrid. Well, they needed a striker after Ronaldo yeah, left, obviously. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. been one, there was one right there, but good old Wolves came in for him. I do wonder how um, they feel this two errors on the Wolves Parliament because what's that to be negative about at the minute? No, yeah. I mean, normally, if there's loads to moan about... Oof, Half-time book, entertainment. Booking three errors? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that's what it'll come down to, you see. It'll yeah. come down to the hot yeah. entertainment. The pies don't taste right yeah, still. Yeah. Why well, do you have to have it in plastic bottles? That's probably what it'll come down to, I'd imagine. There was a question on uh, Dendonka, which is quite well, good. Yeah. Somebody saying that, 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 that... That's hmm. valid. That is and valid. I think the response was probably valid as well from uh, yeah. Kevin Thurwell about, you know, basically... The, you know, it's the same team you can't get in the side I can't put him in the team I mean surprising he doesn't get on the bench but yeah I mean he's you know what Nuno's like he doesn't want like to change anything if it's going mm-hmm. well so 
Yeah, he just picked his squad from the first game and he's just gone, I'm sorry, you have to just wait it out for a bit. But will it change going forward? Mm. The thing That's is, what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But it's, it's, it's up to Dendonka to immerse himself in the way Nuno wants to yeah. play as well. Yeah. You know, I think he's, he's pretty strict on what he wants from his players. Mm. And if you're not falling in line, which is why Troy probably hasn't started a game yet either, mm. you know, then you're not going to get the 90-minute performance. It's just not going to mm. happen. Well, uh, before we talk about Watford, Adam, you've brought a chocolate bar with you. You have a cup of tea. I have. I've, Gully, I've, you said that you you've not been converted. You don't see the the benefits of chocolate bar and tea. I'm not a believer. I don't dunk things in my tea. Periods, to be honest. Okay. Um, digestives, whatever biscuit you can think of. Now, nah, just keep them dry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I? I, I what counter argument would you give to that, Adam? What would you, how would you convert him? Aside from shoving one down my throat. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, we, won't, we won't do that. Just need to try it. Just need to give it a go. I promise. Just embrace it. If, um, yeah, just do it. I mean, well, talking about dunking things, this is the one with chips and milkshake over here, Andy. So I'm not that, not those levels. But <laughs> chocolate, it's just, it's just, it goes hand in hand, hand in hand. The only hot drink and chocolate dunk I'm going to be talking about is Lewis Dunk and Brighton next Saturday. Oh. It's good. Let's do a little segue. Nice segue. Nice segue. Nice segue. Nice segue. <laughs> I mean, it's not till the We're end. We're not doing that. <laughs> 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 Just save it. Save <laughs> it for later. <laughs> it's all about timing, Dan. Yeah. Uh, right. We're going to talk uh, about Watford now. Wolves have suffered only their second defeat uh, this season in the league, and one of the rarest defeats of the year at Molyneux. The two-nil loss to Watford at Molyneux. Gentlemen, a defeat. What is this feeling of despair and <laughs> not being able to celebrate? Very surreal this game was. I mean, it was quite, you know, it was a sloppy, very boring first 15 minutes and then kind of a lucky goal from Watford to start off and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, 58 seconds later, I believe, or just a few seconds later, the second goes in. And although a strong second half performance, the game is basically done and dusted then. Uh, what went wrong, gentlemen? Why did Wolves lose this game, the Swines? I kind of just want to say... Just one of those days, and mm. that's it. But that, that won't make for a good podcast, will it? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Done. But, yeah, what's next? We'll talk about wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Biscuits then. Yeah. Uh, we suddenly got it in. <laughs> well done, Gully. I mean, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was strange. But, I mean, I guess Watford, Watford, Watford I think, are a strange team in general because they're a team you'd never put on your betting slip because from one week to the next, you don't know what kind of inconsistent. Yeah. Exactly. And they've started the season quite well. Well, very well, in fact. And then I think they had was about four games where they didn't win, and Bournemouth kind of it was between, handed their yeah, ass to them between well, breaks, they? basically. They've and they picked back up again. And, and when you look at the team, they've got good individual players. Decore is a player that I, I really like. Mm. Really like Decore. I think he had a hand in both the goals, didn't he? I think yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but we, that aside, and Watford team aside, we it is quite a strange one because we have, I guess, we have talked already in the past about. Yota's effect or, effect or lack thereof on, on the games and Costa's been improving mm. but some of our players just weren't I don't think they weren't on it I don't there's know. too many of the players who were either weren't yeah. up to speed or were just nullified by Watford and when you've got seven or eight players who just aren't performing well, you're going to lose mm. obviously and that's what happened you know we like we never really got out of the traps we never got our passing game going Matinho and Neves were just completely. They were nullified, weren't they? Yeah, right, that's what they were. Like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Decore and Capoue wasn't it? it? Was the other midfielder. Yeah. Obviously, every time one of those two got the ball, 
they was on them straight away, unsettling the rhythm, and we, we never managed to find it. They they played really narrow with mm. all of their midfielders. That I mean, the, I think the, in terms of natural wide men, they only had De La Faye. Pereira isn't really a winger, and De, De La Faye wasn't really playing wide either. He was floating around around success and. Just that middle of the pitch was so congested, we mm. couldn't get the ball into our midfielders at all. Um, and as good as you know, Connor Cody is with pinging the ball out to the flanks. There's only so much you can do from yeah, a deep yeah. position. You need to get up the pitch to to have an impact. But at the same time, I thought as much as you saw there was something wrong, you felt like you know this weren't our wolves that we've been watching. We didn't necessarily feel like we were going to concede at the same time, mm. just because probably we haven't. We've had a good defence. We don't we don't feel like we're going to concede lots of chances, and we, they didn't create too much. But that goal just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. it I just mean, killed us off, really, didn't it? We were. Yeah, it felt like we were stung by the hornets. Yeah, um, but it's on fire. That's the second <laughs> second one today. It's Dun- not dunking rich. these hornets, isn't it? But it was it, it was a shock to the system, and I think that obviously you know. Went over to the second goal as well. Jao Martino just seemed paralysed. He, he got he was on the ball looking around for a pass. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's got three green shirts around him. He's lost it. And we don't recover at all, which is the, the surprising thing because generally speaking, even if the defence get, gets got at, we've always managed to recover our position quite well. Might, you know, concede a foul, do do, mm. do something just to disrupt. disrupt it was just complete sixes and sevens, wasn't it? Was, it? As yeah. soon as the, that first goal went in. They didn't um, know their arse from their elbow. We never just... look ragged like that. We no. don't. It's just a strange feeling. And is it an excuse, or can you give a valid reason and put the international break down to it? They've all come back. Jimenez, you would have thought, would have come back late from the, you know, the other side of the world in some regards. They've all had kind of near full games. Maybe apart from Costa, who did Costa play only at the weekend? Actually, he played against Scotland, didn't he? Yeah, but it was Which on the was s- on. The the Saturday, wasn't it? I think. Sat- yeah, the Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I think Patricio only played once. Uh, you yeah, can't blame jet lag from Scotland, really, can you? <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But somebody was saying to me the, the other day that perhaps if they've all been coming back at different stages, they haven't really been able to properly um, train as a team, look at the, the opposition. And I, somebody was saying to me, he gets the impression that Nuno really works on the training pitch against that opposition. That week, and therefore they've not really been able, been able to do it. It's just kind of go out, just keep playing as we do, and it, hopefully it'll just. I guess click. I, I, I struggle to buy into that because every team has internationals that, mm. that go out, mm. don't they? Uh, teams have more internationals than. But have than we, we ever do. had this? We haven't had this scenario for ages. Where what majority of the first team were all on international duty? I know all the teams have it, but in perhaps in our scenario, we've never had it. Cody and Bennett didn't get called up to the England squad. Oh, did they? I know it was meant to be an inevitability. (laughs) But you know what I mean? You know, what what, about seven seven of the first team 11 all went on the national break? I think that was unprecedented, though. I think so. We've had had the most we've had for a while. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I just think we're all in, everyone's all in the same boat but in that regard. We just didn't seem to be doing the basics of what we always do, which is we should be embedded anyway, regardless of who we're playing. Regardless of who we're playing, we have a way, of, and Nuno will say this himself, we don't change for anyone, really. Mm. They'll probably work on slight details and nuances, you know, but in theory, that you know, they've got four, five, six hours on a training pitch to do that. Mm. I don't really see why that's not enough. They watch videos, they do everything. They'll probably send, send while they're out on international duty, send a WhatsApp message to their phone or something like that, just so they can, you know, keep them in touch with mm. what's going to be happening mm. on that Saturday. There's always ways of communicating this kind of stuff. So I don't really think... That is a valid excuse. 
Jimenez, plus, Jimenez is the one you would you would yeah, say that Jimenez had a lot of miles. Yeah, and he was quite poor, especially but by his we, own standards. We didn't get the ball to him at all. Did yeah, we? Mm. but I think that Watford needed that international break because they've had this run of quite poor results, and they needed they to prove needed something break as well, didn't away, they? And so they used it to the opposite effect. It tends to be one of two things: you either come back raring to go, or you come back. You know, off the back of going, you know, doing having a good run, you lose your momentum, and that seemed to be the case for both of us. Not necessarily that I think it's to blame, but I think sometimes it just just disrupts the flow of things. It felt like to me Nottingham Forest at home last season, or at the start of this year, that kind of game where you just knew it was never going to click no more, no matter what happens. Yeah, I think like, and and there was a massive inquest after that game Mm. as well, if you remember, and. I think sometimes, and um, it's probably not limited to Wolves fans this, but you can sometimes go looking for answers that don't need answering sometimes because mm. then I saw online people are sort of questioning sort of certain things now about the tactics and what we do. I'm like, well, just just take a step back from it for a minute and say, we just had a bad game. It's worked so far, you know. It, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the only other game we lost in the league was Leicester and we all know how unlucky we were there. So I, I wouldn't, Start doing like a yeah. root and branch review of the I don't tactics think, and everything. Yeah, the system works, we mm. know it does. If you apply the system badly, it's not going to work, yeah, yeah. Mm. which is just what happened on Saturday. We've all seen the system apply well for eight games now, and you can see there's much higher class of opposition than Watford have not been able to cope mm. with it. Yeah. Whether they pay the attention that Watford paid to us, because it looked like they'd they done a job and yeah. they'd done mm. their homework. They're really intense, yeah. I just yeah. saw, especially yeah. first half. You do kind of have to pay them... A, Plenty of credit mm. in that regard. Um, At times when you're watching them, it was like, oh, well, this is this is what we were doing to teams last yeah. season. Mm. Yeah, like, absolutely. This, just, they yeah. suffocated us a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, yeah. I think yeah. Ben, they just yeah. swarmed yeah. around us, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. obviously. See, every time the ball was to one of us, there was two, three of their players on us each time. And because they, we were having an off day, they got the ball back. I don't oh, think yeah. we won any 50-50. I don't think we picked up any loose ball. It was always them. I think Ben put in a... Uh, WhatsApp group that they actually made us at times look like an average championship team. Yeah, they were taking the ball around really well. I mean, for the I mean for the first goal, I think that kind of I was just taken a bit by a back by it because it just it, it didn't come out of nowhere. But I just didn't I just didn't expect it. Mm. It's a weird thing to say. It was I know, a proper but, hit and hope though from yeah yeah because it was just get it towards goal and hope it yeah. takes a nick. Yeah, you saw you, you saw him lining it up and you thought. Yeah, it's going to go anywhere. Yeah, but yeah. And it's, got, it's gone through a pack of a good pack of players. And what are the odds it's going to go it's through gone, Cody's legs? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, with that gap, it wasn't even. They weren't even yeah. open, really. Were they? And you see him when like, I turn around after, and watch just fly into the corner. He's just gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are the odds of that? And then yeah. I think we just because the game wasn't there wasn't too much going on at the moment, chance wise. Yeah. And like I say, no, no, there many that chances for the whole rest of the game. Like after going on after the second goal. That that second goal though, it's just just bizarre because yeah. it's as if well, everyone was just all thinking, going, "How's hey, they scored that one?" And then they turn around, oh, two. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the second lads. It's, they scored again. I think the goalie mentioned in a few minutes ago as well. For the rest of the game, then there was not just Wolves, but Watford really didn't have any chances for the rest of the game. Yeah. Second yeah. half, they 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 played the deep and go on the counter, and I think they nearly had a chance near the end on the counter. Yeah, but that was it really. It was all Wolves. But then I just felt in second half, you just knew. Nothing was going to happen. I think Bolly had that chance where he nearly kind of bobbled it with a back heel yeah. from a corner. If that had gone in, it might have been different. If, ma- if match of the day had been 58 seconds long, you wouldn't have been able to argue with it, really. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that was the game, in, in, in essence. Lots of nice little tippy-tappy stuff from Watford in between. And we just looked sluggish and, and kept giving the ball away. And 
I think what I, what I really noticed in that game was how slow Neves actually is. Mm. Um, he doesn't. He didn't never looked it last mm. year because he was just too good for the, the league. But when it came to you know making putting pressure on the ball and things yeah, like yeah. that, he was just slow. To I'd say when that was, and I realised that as well. That breakaway chance when I think it was success down. Uh, um, in the second half yeah. Nevers was the one chasing him and you could see he was trying he as was hard puffing. as he could and he was just he managed nowhere in the near end to get back to him but he was puffing there yeah, yeah. definitely and that was it yeah, that was the chance wasn't it, when he actually put the tackle in right right at the end yes he, yeah, he, yeah. he slid it away yeah. that's right I think we you know we've also said on the show that despite how well we've started we're going to have games like this especially at home where we take on a team where we think we should be beating them and they're probably going to beat us easy and that is just going to happen because we are still a newly promoted team this is bizarre I mean, I suppose the danger for us as well is we're not a massively high scoring team mm. at the moment Yeah. so if we do go a goal down do you think oh okay it's not, not often that we score mm. And that was two, a big, and that was a big test for us on Saturday. To yeah. especially when you went two 0 down, right? Okay, where are the goals going to come from then? If we, well, if we do, when we went two 0 down, you're thinking, well, that's in effect. If you look at the last result, last how we play, that that's it. Mm. Like we're not, you, we're you not can't see us breaking them down when they're settled. No, yeah. they don't need to come out. So, as much as the changes we brought on were, we you know players who might be good in tight tight, you know, have the ball in tight areas and things. Do the little Monty. We 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 didn't have a goal scorer on the pitch really at the end of the game. I don't think. I think Cav maybe the nearest yeah. one really, but did we think did did we did Johnny have that bad a game to be pulled off at half time? I think he brought on Vanagra because he was he has that adds that width because he's a left footed mm. player mm. on the on the left yeah. as well. So yeah. it was purely Johnny, tactical. Johnny kept it? coming in and it's already a crowded middle of the park anyway. Mm. So you wanted someone who's going to go on the outside. And Vinagra done all right. He, you know he, he threatened he the fullback a, a few of times. Better spots, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So this brings me on to my, my next point then of, you know, Nuno has been very adamant that, you know, we have a style and we'll always play it no matter who we play, which is very good, very admirable. But are there times like that game where you have to think there should be a, a slight plan B, a slight change of tact? I think when you know result? it's not going to work. And it was quite obvious come half time that there was something amiss and it, we did need something to change, but... We don't ever change. Mm. I'm not saying you need to change the way you play and just start lumping it forward. Yeah, yeah. But that formation wasn't working. We were getting overrun in the middle. So maybe he does need to look at having a plan B. But the thing is, the plan A has been so successful yeah. to this point. Do you really want to risk going down a different route? With their, I don't know. With their, with their players, what would the plan B but like, yeah, mm. but then is that again? Is that a danger as well going forward with the season? If you if you're only going to do you're only set for one style, and you have a, a few not so great games, and you need to change up a bit, and there are do you see? I'm yeah, I'm not saying there are ways. Wrong. Yeah, the ways of change. Like Gully said, there's you finesse different parts. There's yeah. a fundamental way we play, and you can finesse little bits of it. We're not saying like Plan B is put Bolly up front and oh, ask Neves and Lloyd on board. What a dream! <laughs> I'd like to see that. Yeah. That, would, that would be good. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, as Andy said, I mean, with how we've been playing up until this game, how well our style of play has been, been going, we've, this has never come into question yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. I think there is our variations generally come from the different players that we can bring mm. on. You know, when we bring on Troyoro, bring on Cavalero, mm. they are something different. So as much as the system stays the same, they just make different decisions to Costa Jota. You know, yeah. different proposition for defenders, but. The fact remains, when you have teams, and the effect, I've, I've seen it affect a few teams, you know, on, in Europe and stuff as well. 
you have teams with managers who are so entrenched in one way of playing when it comes to making their own decisions on a football pitch they can't kind of get out of that system you know mm. it's mm. they they can't think for themselves almost yeah. it's yeah. like everything's so automatic to them when it comes to it's almost you've been drilled use, into it so much that the expression they're of, almost robotic in yeah, the way they do it expression yeah. in the moment the scenario might change for a split second yeah make a difference and you've got to react way. yeah but you you have to have players with the intelligence who can do that we feel a little bit set in our ways maybe right now I think a lot of that is the minutes coming from Jota and Costa for me because whilst Costa has been improving he still hasn't been as good as he probably mm. we expected him I to be I thought second half he played well I do think but he, he played didn't well beat the off. first man, and when he beat the first man, he put it out for a throw in. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's ever been a great crosser of the ball. He really, hasn't. Though, yeah, yeah, he, he didn't affect the game enough yeah. to create any chances for me. And I think that those two, the the inside four positions, are just fundamental to the way we play, and they're not doing enough. Yeah, to be perfectly not. honest. You're right. So, I guess just time to look at the look at the numbers, don't you? What, what are we on? Nine games now. No goals, no assists for either of them. I don't think nothing from. Mm. Yeah. Jota yeah and Jota was top scorer as well last season yeah mm. Costa scored a penalty in the league cup last mm. season yeah. yeah so Jeez. we're taking the league nothing from Costa then yeah. and just two from him and Ed so and I know we've defended yeah, well and got the clean sheets but this is a style of play which is about sharing the goals out yeah and they've got to start coming in yeah. let's talk some positives and I thought the key man really for me was Vinagra second half I thought it was absolutely fantastic he really helped build that tempo up good show of faith from Nuno yeah. as well to Put a, put a kid on the pitch to mm. try and change the game and first thing he did comes on a few step overs gets a crossing nice and positive mm. it's tough at this level because most of the full packs are absolutely rapid mm. and Femini is another one you mm. use quick you know so if you aren't going to beat him with pace which Vinagra generally speaking will do to a lesser a lesser player it's, it's hard and again coming on in a situation where the team's in the lead you're chasing the game, they can just sit on the edge of their box and, and keep your arm's length. It's a lot to ask for a left wing back, really, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But fair play to him, he did a really yeah. good job. Yeah. Uh let's talk about another man, the referee Lee Mason, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 20, your language, 20, 23 fouls conceded for Wolves, I believe. What did everyone think? Because there, there were a lot of times where I was just like some of these decisions are a bit ridiculous. Was it the case that Watford were perhaps being a bit clever? Were Wolves being a bit naive? Was it a mixture of all those different things in one pot? What do we all I, think? I think it was... Watford were obviously quite good at the dark arts of football. Mm. There was one bit in the second half when Costa put his hand on Perea's shoulder and, and he obviously and the way Perea went down, he made it look like he pulled him back. We were quite close to where it was. He didn't pull him, he just touched him. But if you put your hand on the player, he goes down, the ref's mm. going to give it every time. I think we are a bit too naive at times with that sort of thing. And that was very much to our detriment because there were some some of the fouls you can argue were soft, but they probably were fouls nonetheless. Mm. Anybody else, Lee Mason, or the general foul? Escape. He didn't lose us the game, ultimately. Mm. That's yeah. the no. one thing you have to say to start with. But what he didn't allow us to do was ever build up any kind of pressure because mm. he just kept giving niggly fouls niggly free kicks you know he, he let Watford off the hook a number of times I think when we were mm. in fairly I think there was a one point where um, there was a Watford player running back towards his own goal he basically ran into Jota and Jota was you know running at a defender <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the referee's blown up for a free kick which was soft as anything mm. that's where I think referees 
don't do themselves any favours. You know, it's it's that kind of insistence that they need to keep a lid on things and yeah, keep yeah, control yeah. of the game. Let the players play for a start. And that's where the frustration builds and that's when you get off your game. That's one thing mm. Wolves will always try and do is keep their emotions in check and we, we play quite a, a serene way. You know, there's no kind of emotions about the football. Isn't you know, you're not you're not finding thundering mm. tackles or anything like that when it comes to Wolves. Whereas when they're angry, they're just not on the game. Yeah. They, they can't, they you can't do that it. that with Costa. Yeah. Their left back, I can't remember his name. Messina. Yes. Yeah. There was one bit where he kicked his ankle and Costa was like dem- remonstrating to the lines and but saying, it, what are you doing? It took him 10 seconds to give that yeah. free kick though. And then yeah, he yeah, kicked him again and then Costa just basically dived to the ground. Some slow, and yeah. then he finally gave it. And you saw Costa get up and scream at the lines of it. And you've never seen Costa really that worked up. Mm. But there's always that thing I find with referees. They won't give free kicks unless a player goes to ground. So players always make the most of challenges. So they always get accused. But of they're making in. a rod for their own back there. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, well. Gentlemen, a defeat. <laughs> What's in summary? We lost. Move on, I presume. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it and dusted. Yeah. There's no panic stations, I no. think. No. Basically, we'll as fun. I said at the start, it's one of those days. It's just one of those mm. days. <laughs> Nicely summed up. All right, we're going to talk uh, Brighton and we'll do Twitter Corner after this. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Right, we're going to do something a bit different now, something we put on Twitter and Facebook and our Instagram channels over the weekend. So all we want you to do, basically, gentlemen, is a cast people in a Wolves-related film, so it's more of a biopic of uh, a player or a manager. So basically, gentlemen, the it was who would you cast as who if they had their own film? And for bonus points, you can throw in the, what the story is, any supporting cast, the title of the film. Andy, I know, has already said yeah. he's gone a bit overboard with this one. Yeah, I think I'll so. I'll let Andy lead like with this. There. <laughs> I, I have got a blurb. It's already gone to... It's already gone to <laughs> do, do you need some... It's some already gone to one actors in position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Under new ownership of the mysterious and possibly evil Dr. X, played by (laughs) Ken Jong. Do you know Ken Jong? Yep, yep. Hangover, yep. Aston Villa, the faded former sweetheart of Midlands-based football, take their anger out on being usurped as the Midlands' best-known and biggest team by kidnapping a team of wondrous players whilst on their way to international duty. As As the international's bus is attacked, Raul Jimenez, played by Oscar Isaac, Manages to fire off a quick Insta story, which those not on international duty pick up on. Nuno, played by John Hamm. Willie Bolly, Terry Crews. Joe Moutinho, by uh, Ryan Gosling. And even Cavallero, Chris Rock. With outside help from Jeff Shee, played by Randall Park from The Interview, if you know it. George Mendez's assistant, which is Gal Gadot. And Steve Ball, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson have to fight their way into Villa Park and fight Dr. X's henchmen, Jack Grealish. With Jack Grealish, I had to think someone like greasy, horrible little shitbag. And Dean Gaffney sprang to mind with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Hutton, played by Patrick Stewart, because he's old as balls. And John Terry, 
The only, the only person who's pranked phone to John Terry was Jaden Smith for some reason. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like either of them. I think that's oh, the only that's thing. Fair enough, yeah. Can do know and the boys save the day. Wanted by the Aston Villa hierarchy, they survive as soldiers of the old Golden Black. When their teammates have a problem, if no one else can help, you can call on them because <laughs> they are the away team. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well done. Well done, Andrew. Thank you. Well done. I like how much detail you went in yeah. there. That, that was work today, that was. <laughs> <laughs> this work in quotation marks, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Anybody, that, that last appointment was missed because you were doing that in the car. <laughs> Uh, I'll do some ones on uh, Twitter on that in a bit, but anybody else got their own suggestions at all, the people? I, I don't know if I want to do it, say anything there. I, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought Idris Elba would be a good willy bolly. Oh, I thought I was going to say that as well. He kind of, yeah. he's, he's suave, he coasts his way through most things yeah. he appears in and bolly just seems to do, do the love same. Idris Elba, he's class. Yeah. We had well, a, yeah, Kevin, so, Kevin Hart as even Cavalero. I, I yeah. don't know why. I, I was trying to think of like quite a comedic... Yeah. I never thought of Kevin Hart, but I love Chris Rock. Is yeah, it going to be Chris Rock or uh, Tracy Morgan? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a good one as yeah. well. Yeah. But with Terry Crews, Willie Bolly, it could be a story around like a big mercenary, but with a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, mine was oh, the only people I went to cast was in the uh, the dreaded relegation season. You could have Richard O'Brien as Star Saltbacken. Yeah. Okay. I along that, with, yeah, yeah. and I don't know if this works, but <laughs> but Ben Affleck as Dean Saunders. There's okay. li- might be a little bit like this. Ben Affleck is not good looking, let's be honest. And neither is Dean Saunders, so that can play. Is he also an other. idiot, though? <laughs> he look, yeah, he seems like he a bit of an idiot. And also an alcoholic. He's a daredevil, so yeah. Yeah, fair yeah. Little niche joke there. And then um, <laughs> the superhero that saved the day. clearly went yeah. straight on my guys, so you carry on. The superhero that saved the day is Kenny Jacket, ably played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Kenny Jacket <laughs> by Benedict Cumberbatch. That's brilliant. You can, Benedict, can you, you just you put some weight on for me? <laughs> <laughs> you, you you, and say nothing yours, of interest that, uh, throughout <laughs> this film. <laughs> dramatic, Hollywood, dramatic Hollywood voice as well. In a world. Yes, it does need that, doesn't it? <laughs> the summer. Um, I'll just do a couple off uh, Twitter and that. Martin did this one. Loris Fishburne as Nuno, which is quite an obvious one. Mm. Uh, Antonio Banderas as George Mendes. And Ken Jong as uh, Jeff C. Uh, one lives in paradise but longs to belong to the pack. One works in blockbusters but dreams of being a star. One is Chinese and hopes to raise above uh, uh, above the other one billion. The legend of Nuno's gold. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's a great one here by T uh, B Rocks saying Daniel Craig as Ryan Bennett, the quiet but steely Englishman, ruthlessly preventing disasters. That's good. That's good casting. That's good casting. That one. I'll try and find another one in a sec. I was going to do something like uh, League One season. Timothy Spall as Kenny Jacket. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Bradley Walsh as Joe Gallen. Right. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> uh, LeBron James as Sacco. But Joe, oh, yeah. Joe Gallen, if, if you ever listened to this, LeBron James. so happy that you've said that. Yeah, he was in um, Trainwreck. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. He played himself, yeah. or you know, a parody of himself. Oh, okay, I see. So, yeah. Do you know that Stephen Graham could play Connor Cody? They're both scouts lads, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> has, he got a, has he got a diagonal there? Good point. I thought <laughs> that's what we're referring to then, but yeah. <laughs> um, and somebody else on uh, uh, Pete B says Wesley Snipes as Torore. Especially Wesley Snipes, a.k.a. Um, Demolition Man. Definitely, yeah. Mm. Should work Definitely well. And somebody hair. said um, as well Will Smith as Willy Bolly. Yeah. Which fits in that category once He's again. Cool. Adam's thinking about that one. Willie Smith. Does Willie Bolly have to do the rap song for the film as well? 
as Will Smith oh, always yeah. is the song. Yeah, yeah, potentially. <laughs> Will en- Willennium. Yeah. With, you know what I mean. This is a story all about how as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, that killed a couple of minutes, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the game of the weekend and Wolves look to get back to winning ways as they travel down to Brighton uh, for the first away game after this international break. And before we get started off, as per usual, Gully has got the away stuff. He'll quickly, hastily get his phone out. I will. Brighton. Here we go. Gully, tell us about those Brightonites. Oh, God. They feel like a bit of a bogey team. I don't know if yeah. you guys feel the same. Mm. I can't remember us really ever doing that well against them. I actually looked into... Sorry to interrupt. I looked into the, the wins and losses. I think we've only played them 30 times. Handing over to Andy for the away. Yeah, we've we played them 30 <laughs> times <laughs> since... I think the first match was 1969. And we've won 6 out of 30. Ooh. Drawn 10 and lost the remaining 14. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I mean, off the top of my head, the last time we won, um, one nil. Yeah. Connor Goldson on goal. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. Wolverhampton yeah. lad as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jonas Proud. Jordan Graham put an aimless cross in. I think. Oh, there wasn't yeah. even anybody yeah. in the box, <laughs> and he just thought, you know what, it will do him a favour. And it was the return. Of the Icelandic prince. Oh, I was well. about to say, it do was. you remember it being? Yeah. What was I thought, I thought yeah. he, it was New Year's Day, wasn't it? Yeah. That game? And I was watching it here with some of uh, uh, the Mrs. Family, and he nearly scored. He kind of ran down the wing and nearly scored. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. literally like, that's what it was memorable for. Mm. Also, Carly Kimi added absolute blinding yes. in the second yes. half as yeah. well. Um, that was what I took from that. Um, I've learned from my mistakes. Okay. Uh, 12th. In the division. Okay. It's not something I usually look up for some reason. <laughs> we don't look at the table till Christmas. Um, but yeah, last five, uh, they picked up a couple of wins recently, beating Newcastle 1-0 and West Ham 1-0. Um, lost 2-0 to Man City, lost 2-1 to ta- uh, Tottenham and drew 2 all with Southampton. Then they're never out of games, it seems, even mm-hmm. against the big sides. They like to, you know, they're, they're a pretty difficult team to break down. Mm-hmm. Chris Hutton... You, you you get what you see kind of thing with him. He's a, he's been around the block. He's experienced and he knows how to set a team. Well organised. Mm. He is. And, and they uh, got a three nil win at home against Man United as well. Start the season, didn't they? Oh yeah, that that was yeah. a great result for them. But Man United are a basket case as well. Mm. Um, so we'll caveat that. Um, but yeah, a lot of you, you'll notice a lot of their team is obviously pretty much their Championship promotion winning squad as well. Mm. Lots of Lewis Dunk, Shane Duffy. Bruno's still going strong at uh, right back as well. I mean, they brought in they brought in Martin Montoya from Barcelona, ex Barcelona. I think it was at Valencia last year, and he can't get a game mm. because they've got Bruno. Who's the, haven't they got the guy that we nearly what? bought from PSV? Nice to see Lacardia, yeah, yeah, Lacardia, yeah. who still doesn't get a gig. Oh, right, okay. Still doesn't start games, and I think it's a similar situation to us where new signings, if they don't fit the system, they don't get themselves involved with what Hewton's asking for. They won't get games mm. because he's very rigid in his ways and there's a particular way of playing that they like to play. So you, you'll notice that obviously you've still got a Glenn Murray up, up top. Um, I think he went out. He went off with concussion last week. It was quite an week injury, yeah. wasn't it? But... So there's uh, doubts about whether he's going to play this week. Um, but yeah, again, Anthony Canocart, a bit of a nemesis from our championship mm. days. Uh, I think he scored... At Molyneux the last time we played him. Mm. I, I don't know if you guys saw, um, Wolves released a quiz regarding our last game against Brighton this uh, today. I saw it, but mm. I haven't. So a it's, a guess, it's a guess the squad from the day. Oh, right, and okay. Is that when we lost 2-0? It's two a roll nil, call. 
yeah, yeah. It was a good Friday. I remember it because I was on the way to my stag do. Um, and it was an absolute roll call of wolves forgotten kind of men from that <laughs> year, basically. It was know, on the telly, got, I think, wasn't it, as well? For yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Andy Wyman, John Daddy Bodvarsson. Yeah. Lee Evans made it onto the bench, you know. All the good, one, one, all the good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Doherty at left back, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we haven't had the best of times against them recently. Um, but, 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 we're a different kettle of fish these days. Mm. That's just, you know, the kind of situation we've all The first question, gentlemen, is, Obviously, you would have looked at the Watford game before it and gone, this is a game where, given form, we should be getting points. Now we've got Spurs and Arsenal coming up after these two. Is it important that we get register some points on the board? I know that we played well against Man United and Man City, but is it important that going to those two games, which you would still say are bonus games if you get points against them, that it's important that Wolves do get some points on the board before the next break? Because it's odd to think that there is another international break after Arsenal. Game by game, yeah. yeah game I, I don't game. think yeah. you want to be going four games without picking up any points. Because, like you say, chances are Tottenham and, and Arsenal. You don't expect anything realistically, but you don't want to be on the the position where all of a sudden you've lost four in a row. Mm. So it probably would help to get something. I I think this Brighton game is going to be a really really hard game for us. As you said in the stats there. Then they're 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 really they're really hard, stubborn team to break down Brighton. Then ne- mm. you don't see any high. Another beat Man U three them. There was that one two two. But generally speaking, you don't really see high score in Brighton games. Mm, yeah. They're just not. There's, From there's me two goals. Them or the opposition. Yeah. Yeah. There's just two goals normally in, in a Brighton game or one. And I was actually I was overconfident going into Watford game that I thought we'd win, but. What, regardless what happens in that game, I just always think that this 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 one is is going to be a really really mm. hard mm. game. Just because of as we said, like how organised huge yeah. pursuing teams they are, they don't give up many chances, and yeah. we don't score many of our chances. So yeah. it's it's going to be a tough tough. And afternoon. they have got dangerous players. You said Knockart and like Pascal Gross and <laughs> Glenn Murray as well. I think yeah, oh, good, Gross. Anyway. Yeah, which is a, <laughs> strike that for which is handy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fear goes from seven <laughs> to six. <laughs> All right. So there is a chance. How's this? Yeah, those always look good for me. Um, mm. The left winger, the Colombian guy. Mm. He's always been quite threatening. Yeah, but I think yeah, it will be it will be tricky. Uh, I say you can't look too far ahead into the the, the games to come. You just got to focus on who's who you're playing now. We've shown we can take points off some of the bigger teams, yeah. so there's not there shouldn't be too much to fear for the Spurs and Arsenal's come what may. But and someone's got to break that Arsenal record, aren't they? At the minute, someone's got to do it. It's going to be us. It's going to be us. <laughs> if you watched the first half yesterday against Leicester, they yeah. were a shambles at the back. Mm. Leicester should have been two or three in a look. But yeah, that, that goal, that one goal from Arsenal, the team goal. It was lovely. It was lovely. Mm. I but can't then, see teams opening us. I was, like making a no, point, no. I was making a point to somebody at work today that you'd seen that under Wenger at times. Yeah, yeah. And then it was great. But obviously, when it's not going well, you know, it's Wenger's the scourge of Arsenal. But that yeah. looked like another Wenger goal. It did. You know? it did. So, I would like to see, if they do play Lichstein at left back again, I would say, true or right, you can have your start now. Yeah. <laughs> you can play. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, and, you know, what we've seen under Nuno so far in the rare times we haven't been defeated, that. If that does happen, we do seem to sort ourselves out. So that's the fingers mm. crossed. But the key question is, gentlemen, we've had nine games in a row now, unchanged side. Is this the time where we see changes, or will he make it the magic ten? You know, do we think? you know when you know they say that if you leave a curry 
you know, it gets better with taste uh, as the longer you leave it. This is new to me, but yes, go on. <laughs> no, but apparently, you know, okay, it, yeah. uh, obviously, once it's cooked, it tastes yeah, great. But, yeah. you know, you leave it to marinate in sauces, whatever, apparently it tastes even better. That's fine until a certain point. Yeah. You can't just leave it forever and expect it to get better and better yeah. and better. And that is the analogy I'm using for our team right now. It so feels basically change it. stale. Mm, it feels okay. stale, like it's gone off a little bit. Yeah. And... Um, we need to freshen it up. Okay. Now. So, Add what a... changes would you propose to um, Mr. Santo? I think Cavalero's the, the immediate one. Yeah. That, that what what different yeah. spices would you use in this Wolves curry? <laughs> oh, no, maybe a bit of cumin. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you're talking. The there cumin being Traore in this. In this Cavalero. Is, Cavalero. Just, yeah. Troy Ray's a habanero pepper, isn't can we, it? Can we, can we leave this? <laughs> that, that just kills, kills the meal off too much sometimes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Feature for next week. <laughs> but Cav, Cav to start, I think is the obvious one, really. Yeah, and Costa's second half last week kind of gives you enough encouragement to suggest Jot is the one to, to make mm. way for him, yeah. Is there an mm. argument that Cav and, Cost, Cav and uh, Troy Ray do so much better off the bench that if you were to put Costa and Jota on the bench and you had to then call them then in the second half to make an impact, it, it wouldn't really feel like you're bringing on players to make an impact? That Costa and Jota almost seem better to be starter players? Well, yeah, I mean, Do you see we, what I mean? I, with the case of Jota, I mean, we never see him come off the bench, do we? I mean, he's his son, isn't it? I think. He played every last season, you look at his record game by game, it's just 90, 90, 90. He plays a full game all the time. That's why I think I kind of think I'm leaning towards he'll leave it unchanged again. Mm. I know a lot of the fans will never got the first loss and the right change something. But you know, as again we said to be fair that we've been questioning Yotta's contributions even though we've been winning. But he's very loyal to his players. Mm. Nuno is very loyal. It'll, it'll take more than just one bad game for him to to make big mm. changes. Because a lot of people will go right. That's it. Take Costa eight, take Yotter eight. We'll put Cav and Traoré on, but I don't think he thinks. He doesn't seem to think that way. And, you know, know. How long did he keep Bonatini in the side as well in that drought before he took him out as well? Yep. I mean, we've got a phobia, and he still started Bonatini mm. for quite a few games until he had to. Yeah. He had yeah. to. He had yeah, to start no a phobia. And maybe, maybe we're going down the same path with with Yotter and, and to a lesser extent Costa. But I fundamentally agree with what everyone says that Yotter up in attack is a, is a weak link mm. at the moment. And which is a shame how good he was last year. Mm. Um, but I'd say if if he has another game where he just has no effect whatsoever, then you probably would start looking at Cav to, to come in for... How long do you persist with Jota before it starts to affect his confidence? I think he's... He, 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 already he, he looks, yeah. yeah, he looks a shell of it, the man he was. Yeah, if, he co- if he comes off the bench and nicks a goal... Yeah. That might just do him the world of good, really. But that's the thing. Last season, he was always in position to score a goal, even when he was playing badly. Mm. Now, he, he's not playing on instinct at all. No. He's thinking about everything I, way too I, much. I, yeah, I can't even think yeah. of him being on the board in the opposition's box. There was I a, can't remember any time this season. Nothing springs to mind. He got played through against Watford. And he's, the ball was coming down. He probably had an opportunity to shoot, but he flicked it over to Cav. Mm. And then he laid it off to Costa to shoot. And... Joshua of last season would have probably got his body in between the ball and the defender and just crack one. Yeah. Just, you know, fancy it, why not, you know? Just just mm. give it a go because that, that's the way he played last year. But this season he's just second-guessing himself all yeah. the time. He doesn't look yeah. like he's capable of opening up a defence if he's picking up the ball on the halfway yeah. line or something. I, 
I fear that he's going to try and run at someone and immediately lose the ball. Whereas I think with someone like Cav, I think he's probably a bit cuter, a bit smarter on the ball. Yeah. That's why I would go for that change. I wouldn't make, I probably wouldn't go with Trey or A for Costa yet, but I think I'd bring Cav in. So what we're saying is loan Jota to Las Palmas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get him some confidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's do predictions then, gentlemen. First prediction, if the result isn't positive, is it time to get out the tin hats for a classic Twitter meltdown? Will we? It's very rare these days now, but will that return? I do love a meltdown. <laughs> you, you revel in it. I revel you? in yeah. it. <laughs> to be fair, the fancast Twitter page has been known for its uh, reveling in Melbourne. It has. It has. We yeah. love it. We absolutely love it. Anyway, let's do actual predictions, then, gentlemen. At the Amex Stadium on Saturday, Brighton against Wolves. Uh, what are our predictions, Gully? What are you going to go for? Ash, what's your heart telling you right now? I'm Good. going for 1 0 Cavalero to score. Ooh. Yeah. Super Cav. Adam? I'm going to go for 1 1. 1 1. Okay. Us to score first or Brighton score first? Uh, we will score first. Score first, okay. And then be pegged back. Andy? Yeah, I'm going for 1-1 one, one as well. Oh. Um, I think we'll probably score first against the runner play. Lost the faith already, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that my head's telling me it's going to be a dour nil-nil because I'm going. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to be positive once again. I'm going to say 2 0 Wolves. We're going to bring it back. Say, bring you, it on back to you. you. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. over, seriously yeah. overestimating your influence yeah. on the result. Yeah. 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 Right, we'll finish uh, bright enough as we always do with the quiz provided by Dan yeah, once again. It is go. another good quiz, gentlemen. Dan did say he struggled with this quiz this week, but I think he's done pretty well with it once again. There are I think about six questions. Anyway, uh, let's start the kick things off. Wolves have only played Brighton once in the FA Cup in our history. What was the score? There is no multiple choice. So uh, just give me the score, gentlemen. I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me the year. So it's going back a bit. But uh, yeah, so the score. Not in our lifetimes. I'm not going to say. What do we all think? Wolves, uh, Brighton, only once in the FA Cup. Score. I think I know the answer, so do these two want to go first? Okay. <laughs> Wolves 4-1. 4-1 to Wolves. So what, we'll probably be lost. We lost 2-1. Lost 2-1. Was it 1979 and we won 3-2? It was 1979 <laughs> and we won 3-2. <laughs> that was one of the matches I looked at yesterday. Oh, outrageous. Two, two points for Andy already. There you go. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember what month? Watford? Oh, pres- would it have been January? Yeah, it would have been, yeah. yeah that's obvious, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit's um, yeah. Which football pundit scored for Brighton that day? Which football pundit scored for Brighton oh. that day? Andy, 2 0 up already. It's just like Watford. <laughs> Bam. Um, did Clive Allen play for Brighton? I'll go with Clive Allen. I don't know if Clive he... Allen is one. Is it Clive Allen? I'm going to go is Garth Crooks. Garth Crooks. Uh. Adam, try and pull it back. I was trying to think of that. Football pundits, you yeah, say? Yeah, football pundit. Oh, God. Of the spherical kind. Of the spherical kind. Yeah. <laughs> the pundit is spherical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to go for Clive Allen as well, if I don't know. Uh, no, it was Mark Lawrenson. Oh, I was going to say, oh, I, thought, I thought it was okay. Liverpool. Yeah, three three. I didn't know he played for them. <laughs> Who was the last Wolves player to score four Wolves against Brighton? Who was the last Wolves player to score four Wolves against Brighton? And we would have this little... Ruse in that because of a stat that Gully pulled out before about the last yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So, last Wolves player to score four Wolves against Brighton. Who could that have been, gentlemen? 
Did we, the, day, the day we got relegated, we didn't score a goal that day, did we? I don't think we did. Uh, two, was it 2-0 we lost at that Yeah. Mm. Bloody hell, this could be going back some years. Eh? Was it Super Dave Edwards? One guess was Super Dave Edwards. Anybody else? I'm going to go for... I'd just go Super Jamie O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie O'Hara is one. Um, What's good are you going for? Ebanks Blake. Van La Parra. Oh, it was a cross that went straight yep. in, wasn't it? Yeah. It was dre- It was a really bad cross. <laughs> super Van La Parra. Super yeah, Van La Parra. Standard, Quite a standard, standard fair. Raji Van La Parra got that I didn't think he one. ever scored for us, Pat Van La Parra. <coughs> he, I don't remember trying, that at all. The thing is, he wasn't trying to score. Yeah. No, <laughs> he still managed it. Uh, right, in November 2012, Wolves drew three all at home to Brighton, but who equalised in the 90th minute for Wolves? November 2012. November at 20, home. Yeah, at home. It was a three-all draw. Who equalised uh, for Wolves in the 90th minute? And let us know how you get on at home, everybody. At WWFC <laughs> Fancast on Twitter, Facebook and I think, Instagram, I think that probably was. Someone like Dave Edwards for a good last-minute goal. Yeah, I'll go with... I'll go with another Dave Edwards, another Super Dave Edwards. Anybody else? It does sound very Dave Edwards, doesn't it? Um, Twenty. Tw- oh, no. Need to defend this cushion. Kevin Doyle. <laughs> Kevin Doyle for one. I was going to say Kevin Doyle. Um, yeah, I'll go with Kevin Doyle as well. Roger Johnson. Oh my Scored like God. a diving Jesus. header. Oh wow. This is depressing today, honestly. <laughs> this is bringing us back to uh, Right, memory. so we're going to stop pulling this back now. Brighton were promoted in the 2016-2017 season and Wolves were promoted in the following season. Uh, but which team conceded the least in their campaign? Wolves or Brighton? So in their promotion seasons, who That's conceded the least amount of goals? I'm going for Wolves. Got he's straight there with Wolves. I'll also say Wolves. Another Wolves one. I'll go in Brighton then. The comeback might be on, gentlemen. It was Wolves. Yes. 2-1-1. And just for fun, or maybe for bonus points, maybe, um, what's the goals? How many goals did uh, Wolves and Brighton concede? To- together. Uh, individually. Say individually. individually. If you get it bang on, I will give you a bonus point. I think we conceded about 39. And Brighton? We got 43. I'll give you half a point, because okay. Wolves was correct with 39. Adam? Can you get Brighton's? You get half a point. It'll be two, one and a half each. I'm going to say... What did you say? 43. 45. Uh, I'm going to say they had 49. No, it's 40. Ah. <laughs> I forgot to say. <laughs> so two, one and a half and nil. Uh, right, penultimate question. Brighton relegated Wolves to League One in May 2013 under Dean Saunders. But what team does his son Callum currently, currently play for? What team does Callum Saunders currently play for, gentlemen? Is it Swansea? Swansea is one guess. Anybody else? Is he actually playing, or is he just on the books there? I'm assuming he's on the books. He, he's yes, I've never he's, even yeah, didn't never had a kid. Um, oh, I think this might have. Mm. I'll, I'll, sti- I'll stick with Swansea. Okay, sticking with Swansea. Um, I'll go with Liverpool because there's obviously that connection. Yeah, there. Liverpool. I was thinking Liverpool, but there's also it might be something like Newport County for some reason because okay. mm-hmm. it might just be. Shit, playing naked. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually be playing first football. Well, technically, Adam was technically the closest. And which town 
Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Jesus Christ. Dan, have a word, man. <laughs> right, final question then. And if Goody gets this right, he could just steal it by half a point. Uh, what was the name of Brighton fan Norman Cook, aka Fatboy Slim's record label that sponsored Brighton from 99 to 2008? Never even knew that. Skint. That's one guess. Should I feel real shitbag and say skint as well? I'll say skint as well. <laughs> he said he was too much confidence. So what are you going for? Yeah, that one. Yeah, it was skint. Should have played, should played it cool. Should have played the game. Should have played it cool. Should have played it cool. I should remember because they were at the Withdean Stadium, which was an absolute shithole. Yeah. And <clears throat> they had skint on their shirts, which yeah. was just, you know, it felt like a parody football club, to be honest. Yeah. Bobby Zamora up top. Mm. Didn't he have two stints at Bryson Zamora? I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I think he did. Because mm. he fouled at Tottenham and may have come back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good quiz. Well done, Andy. Well done once again. Is that your first? <laughs> I think it's the first win. <laughs> Is that your first win on the quiz? It might, the, might only be the first time I've got a question right, to be honest. <laughs> right, let's do Twitter corner. Your chance to send us your questions and we will answer them at WWFC Fancast on Twitter or you can email us podcast at wallsfancast.com. Russ comes with, uh, has Johnny impacted on Jota? A lack of overlap, a fallback who wants to cut in. Is Jota out of form or being impacted by Jota? Or... Imp- or- being impacted some upon you, for Jota. Jota some of your and Johnny's, you just, yeah. Sorry, yeah. just So is Jota out of form? Yeah, so is Jota out of form or being impacted upon for Jota? For Johnny, sorry. I think, well, Barry Douglas never did a great deal on the overlap because he never really had the pace for it. But obviously he had the left foot that could whip the ball in. Um, Open it in the beans. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's out of form, mm. more so. Anybody else? Yeah, he's out. I wouldn't... We were praising Johnny, weren't we? All for, yeah. for what he does I thought so far. They linked up quite nicely the first few games of the season. Mm. It looked all right. Um, Johnny's just been struck by the international debut curse, though, isn't it? It's and facing England, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jota's just finished at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of him. He's not uh, finished. He's Portuguese. Yeah. Hey. Uh, WTB says sell one, keep one, loan one. Costa, Cav, Jota. Sell, keep, loan. What are you going for? What's your, what's your holy oh, trinity? It's been asked before, hasn't it? I'm sure. Well, just yeah. uh, just have fun with it. Okay. <laughs> what were we saying? I hate when you make make us choose between our babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a real tough question. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Costa's always been my boy, so I'm keeping him. Mm. I've always liked him. I'm going to sell yeah. Jota and I'll yeah. loan Cavalero. Okay. Go. I'll just get mine done. Get it in, get it done. Ruthless. Yeah. I'd sell Costa, I think. Yeah. I'd loan Jota and I'd keep Cal. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Gully on that. Uh, I would actually keep Cav, loan Costa, sell Jota. Yeah. Get him out the door. Diogo. <laughs> does not augur well for Jota, does No. Uh, Lynx Wolf says, bit of a silly question. Always welcome, of course. Each Premier League team can sign one superhero. Wolves get first pick. Who would you choose? What superheroes join the, the, the faithful at Molyneux, gentlemen? Well, Batman, of course. Because <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne. He's got a billionaire. <laughs> That's even more money. Not, yeah. even not we've, it is. we've already got the Flash, haven't we? Yeah. So, you know. Hey. Yeah, but we want to back cave under one you, don't we? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh, anyone else? Sandy, I'm coming to you as a, a fellow yeah, he'd definitely geek. be Batman. Yeah. Because he's the <laughs> ultimate tactician. And all the players get official cars, i.e. Batmobiles. <laughs> 
Well, we could always have the green arrow Which in the stand. Help us in <laughs> nowhere on players. a football pitch. What's <laughs> going on? Yeah, okay. Not at all now. All <laughs> uh, right. Well, uh, another question here from Aid Nichols. Uh, is there a hotter substance known to man than the inside of a balti pie? Surely science can harness this energy. <laughs> <laughs> Hot as in temperature. Um, I'm going to say so. Is there a hotter substance known to man than the inside of a balti pie? Well, if you watch Alan Partridge, it's uh, an apple turnover yeah. yeah. in the microwave for 60 seconds. It's hotter than, than the, the sun. sun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Talking about your spices there, Gully, beforehand. Really... That's what I mean. That's what I'm asking. Is he talking about the spice or the actual temperature of the of the pie? I will let you interpret that question <laughs> as you will. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, no, no. Spice <laughs> wise, I mean chili wise, I think just one you could buy for the supermarket isn't like Scotch Bonnet. It's pretty up there with the hottest ones you can get. I'm not an expert in the field. I know you look only on frozen. Being on the frozen. Asian guy in the group, obviously, I'm meant to be. You know, if you want to get Scotch Bonnet, if you want to get something frozen, go to Gully. There you go, man. frozen mash. Anyone else for fro- uh, frozen <laughs> <laughs> spicy food? Come on, there must be something hotter than a multi pie. No, no, that's it. <laughs> We're all sorted. There we go. And that's it, gentlemen. That's the end of this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Pixel Yeti Media and um, Hill and Smith Limited as well. And you can follow us all week on social media, just type in Wolves Fancast, and you'll find us on the usual platforms for your lols and trolls. And if you've got iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star review if you like what we do, and that just helps all the numbers up. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about Brighton, gentlemen, hopefully back at it oh yes yay (laughs) (laughs) okay that's it thank you very much for listening for this week it's bye from Andy see ya bye from Adam bye 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 from Gully stay classy Wolverhampton well done I completely forgot about that I forgot about it there you go bye from me I mean I have to say go fuck yourself (laughs) Wolverhampton (laughs) 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 I've just got nothing else now for that one anyway bye from me see you next time (laughs)